Well, hey, good morning. It's uh, Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. And I'm here to tell you, I truly appreciate you. I really do. I really do. Very nice of you to come every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, I value my uh, the people that who listen to me. Uh, I value that uh, uh, you like that I keep you well informed. Uh, as I was told, more informed than any of your friends. <laughs> uh, if you can, please bring someone along with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions or insights or maybe come fight with me. At Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, or maybe you want to send me a story, whatever. You say hi. I don't care. You can tweet to me. Uh, let's start with, of course, as we have been, uh, Russia and Ukraine. <clears throat> so, thousands of intercepted calls made by Russian soldiers in Ukraine and obtained by the New York Times appear to reveal new evidence of widespread atrocities committed by Moscow's forces and anger within their ranks over Putin's decision to invade. Now, all these phone calls were uh, intercepted by uh, the uh, police, Ukrainian police, uh, and recorded. So, yeah, I kind of have proof. (laughs) In a new report published today, the calls were made in March by dozens of troops stationed, excuse me, stationed in and around the town of Bucha on the outskirts of Kiev. Uh, Not really, it's kind of far, it's kind of far from there, but it's not too far. One soldier named Sergei told his mother, Mom, this war is the stupidest decision our government ever made, I think. Uh, using 22 shared phones. Uh, The troops called hundreds of phone numbers in Russia over a period of several weeks, dialing home to wives, relatives, and friends, despite having been ordered not to do so. Soldiers report being thrown into the war with no notice, sustaining mounting losses as their bid to seize key faltered and being given orders to kill everyone we see. Quote, everyone we kill everyone we see. Uh, one bluntly denounced President Vladimir, uh, Vladimir um, Putin's, Putin as a fool for ordering the invasion. <clears throat> the calls indicate that within weeks of the offensive February 20, uh, on February 24th, Russian forces were sustaining heavy losses. Among the ranks, a realization that capturing the Ukrainian capital would prove impossible also appeared to have set in. The New York Times, which published only the first names of the soldiers in order to protect their identities, quoted Sergei as telling his mother only 38 of a group of 400 paratroopers deployed by Moscow had survived. Other soldiers reportedly losing up to 60% of their regiment, while loved ones back in Russia warned that the coffins keep arriving. In other conversations, troops laid out the orders given by commanders in in, uh, Bucha, where Russian forces are uh, accused by Kiev of having committed a a big pile of war crimes, uh, including the execution of hundreds of civilians. Moscow 
denies the allegations. Sergey said in a call with his girlfriend, they told us that we're not uh, where, told us that where we're going, there's a lot of civilians walking around. And they gave us the order to kill everyone we see. Uh, Alexander is quoted as telling a relative, there are bodies lying in the road in Bucha with limbs scattered around. He said, they're not our ours. They're fucking civilians. Uh, Sergei told his mother, there is a mountain of corpses in the forest. In a call to his girlfriend, he also confessed to having been ordered to execute three men who were walking past our storehouse. Sergei said, we detained them, undressed them, and checked all their clothes. Then a decision had to be made whether to let them go. If we let them go, they could give away our position. So it was decided to shoot them. Some complained of deadly tactical failures, a lack of rations, and harsh winter conditions. Others suggested they were considering deserting, but feared facing possible prosecution back in Russia if they did so. Some troops also disputed Russia, Russian media reports of the war they were f- uh, 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 that they were fed during their calls, which suggested Moscow's offensive was a justified move to rid Ukraine of Nazis. One soldier said, Mom, we haven't seen a single fascist here. The war is based on a false pretense. No one needed it. We got here and people were living normal lives, very well like in Russia. And now they have they have to live in basements. Now, now I should say, I in this, this guy says that he considered um, deserting but feared possible prosecution back in Russia. You know what? I'm thinking there have maybe been thousands of deserters, but Russia doesn't want to talk about it because uh, then they'd have to talk about it in public. They don't want to talk about it. And I'm thinking Ukraine isn't going to talk about it because they don't want Russia to know what uh, uh, what's happening. Right? They don't want them to know about who has deserted. They want to protect them. What do you think? Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, this, this story seems to be confirmation of what I suggested earlier this week and what I suge- suggested should happen for like a, a, a couple of months now, right? I've been suggesting that. EU security officials on Monday and Tuesday observed ra- Russian naval sh- uh, support ships in the vicinity of leaks in the Nord Stream pipelines likely caused by underwater explosions. I suggested Russia had the most to gain from sabotage of, uh, of its own Nord Stream 1 gas line. Now, this is, how, uh, this is what I'm thinking. Now I believe Russia blasted both its pipelines so they could blame someone else, and then they would come back and repair Nord Stream 2 so they could convince Germany to open Nord Stream 2, and then they would repair Nord Stream 1 later. Because Germany has refused to open Nord Stream 2, right? It's unclear whether the Russian ships had anything to do with those explosions, but it's one of the many factors that investigators will be looking into. One of the intelligence officials said Russian submarines were also observed not far from those areas last week. 
Russian ships routinely operate in the area, according to one Danish military official, who emphasized that the presence of the ship doesn't necessarily indicate that Russia caused the damage. The question is, were they, uh, were, were they the only ships and subs in the area? Both Denmark and Sweden are investigating, but a site inspection has yet to be done and details on exactly what caused the explosion remain sketchy. Uh, one European official said that uh, there is a Danish government assessment underway and it could take up to two weeks for an investigation to properly begin because the pressure in the pipes make it difficult to approach the site of the leaks. Although another source familiar with the matter said the probe could begin as soon as Sunday. Uh, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on Tuesday evening also called the leaks apparent sabotage uh, in a tweet. I, you know what? I might also say Russia is having trouble getting rid of some of their gas. I wonder if they're just feeding it through the pipeline so they can get rid of it. Anyway, uh, I, I'm going off, off the rail here. Uh, Russia has requested a U.N. Security Council meeting on the damaged pipeline this week something the senior U.S. official said is also suspicious. Typically, the official said, Russia isn't organized enough to move so quickly, suggesting that the maneuver was pre-planned. And think about it. With all those Russian ships and subs in the area, how could anyone else have done it? I mean, think about it. A sub would have heard an explosion right away. And they would have found out who had done it. Some officials say that intelligence suggests Moscow would likely view such a step as worth the price if it helped raise the cost of supporting Ukraine for Europe. U.S. and Western intelligence officials believe Russian President Putin is gambling that as electricity costs rise and winter approaches, European uh, publics could turn against the Western strategy of isolating Russia economically. Sabotaging the pipelines could show what Russia is capable of. Meanwhile, Sweden's Coast Guard has discovered a fourth gas leak on the damaged uh, Nord Stream pipelines. Not sure which one yet. I didn't get that in the article. <clears throat> the Kremlin says the four occupied regions of Ukraine that held widely condemned referendums on joining Russia will be incorporated into the country tomorrow. On uh, Moscow's uh, Red Square, billboards proclaim Donetsk, Luhansk, Zaporizhia, Kherson, hyphen, Russia. In preparation for the annexation move, uh, Zelensky said the, uh, they, uh, referring to the votes, are worthless and do not change reality. The territorial integrity of Ukraine will be restored and our reaction to recognition of the results by Russia will be harsh. Uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky had issued a new warning to Russia of a very harsh response if Moscow annexed the four regions following what they and the West called sham referendums, referendums held by uh, Russia at gunpoint, right? People were held at gunpoint to vote. Uh, Zelensky's uh, spokesperson, uh, Serhii uh, Nikiforov, Nikiforov, uh, announced a meeting uh, after the Kremlin uh, said Putin would sign formal documents on Friday uh, proclaiming Moscow's annexation of the four Ukrainian region, regions following the Kiev called sham referendums. Uh, Nikiforov said President Vladimir Zelensky 
has called on uh, an urgent meeting of the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine for tomorrow. Uh, The agenda and other details will be announced later. Uh, Prime Minister Mario Draghi of Italy said Italy will not recognize the results of the illegal annexation referendums. Uh, The leader's office said Draghi had uh, spoken to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to assure him of Rome's continued support for Kyiv. Uh, The U.S. is expected to impose economic sanctions on Moscow over the sham referendums in occupied regions of Ukraine. State Department uh, spokesperson Ned Price told reporters, We will continue to work with allies and partners to bring even more pressure on Russia and the individuals and entities that are helping support its attempted land grab. You can expect additional measures from us in the coming days. Uh, Starting tomorrow, Finland says it will ban most Russian tourists from entering the country. The Finnish government announced it would close its border to Russian tourists from midnight local time. Foreign Minister uh, Pekka Havisto told a news conference entry for family visits as well as for work and studies will still be permitted. So I guess a tourist could say they're studying uh, architecture. I don't know. Uh, The British Defense Ministry announced an estimate in its daily intelligence briefing today that, according to British intelligence, the number of Russian military-aged men fleeing the country likely exceeds the number of forces Moscow used to invade Ukraine in February initially. Uh, The ministry said those who are financially better off and well-educated are over-representing among those attempting to leave Russia. Wow. Just like here in the U.S., the rich people get out of war. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov says Russia will keep uh, will need to keep fighting until it takes control of all of Donetsk. About forty percent is still in Ukraine's hands, and, and by the way, it wasn't forty percent before; it was less. <laughs> A local Ukrainian official said uh, yesterday that uh, six civilians were killed in heavy fighting in the eastern region, blaming Moscow's troops. In a call with uh, reporters uh, the same day is when Peskov said the offensive would continue. A Ukrainian military officials said a Russian KH-59 missile struck Kiev Kriviari uh, last night. That, that's uh, Zelensky's hometown. Uh, the missile struck a grain depot while others were shot down. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. And you know what? There's stuff going on in Ukraine we don't know about yet. And I have a feeling we could be hearing about stuff next week. Some good stuff for uh, Ukraine anyway. Uh, In in Iran on on September 16th, uh, a reporter who works for the reformist daily newspaper... Sharg managed to gain access to Kasra Hospital in Tehran, where 22-year-old Masi Amini was being treated following her detention by the morality police for allegedly wearing her hijab inappropriately. Uh, actually, I think it was she was wearing it too loose. Uh, the picture quickly uh, uh, that that same Friday, rather, Hamede tweeted a photo. A, a photo Oh boy, am I having trouble with uh, uh, speaking today. A photo of Amini's parents crying in the hospital. The picture quickly spread along with Hamidi's reporting on Amini's death. 
eventually spiraling into nationwide protests that have so far seen at least 76 people killed. On uh, September 22nd, Hamidi was arrested, the journalist. Her lawyer, Mohammed Ali Kamfirozi, tweeted, This morning, security agents raided the house of my client, Nilofar Hamidi, journalist of Shard newspaper, arrested her, searched her house, and confiscated her belongings. At the same time, her Twitter account, where she had originally posted the influential photo of Amini's parents, was suspended without explanation. According to Kamfirozi, Hamidi is being held in solitary confinement in Tehran's Evan Prison, where she has been interrogated. She has not been told of any other charges against her. The committee to protect journalists says that at least 19 other journalists have also been arrested as of Monday. Now, as far as that Twitter uh, thing, Iran's government need only uh, call Twitter and say, I mean, they have a line right to Twitter, and they might even have, according to recent reports, they might even have a spy in Twitter that froze the account. Uh, But all they need to do is call Twitter and say, hey, this goes against our politics, close it. Which I I think is a problem with Twitter, but if, if they don't listen, Twitter will get banned from the country, so they sort of have to listen. Uh, Brazil's election is just a few days away. Uh, Brazil is important, not just as a country and its people, but for fighting global warming. Um, Bolsonaro has been a corporate-friendly president who has allowed big agra and dirty energy to rape the rainforest for years, and the world cannot afford it. Many recognize... Remember, Brazil used to be a carbon sink, but now it's a polluter. And we need to get it back to a carbon sink. Carbon sink means it sucks in more carbon than it releases. Uh, Many recognize Brazil's importance, including here in the U.S., a resolution calling on officials in Brazil... uh, in uh, Brazil to ensure the election is conducted in a a free, fair, credible, transparent, and peaceful manner was passed in the U.S. Senate. Obviously, this is a non-binding resolution and doesn't mention Bolsonaro by by name, but it does threaten to not recognize the government. It tells Bolsonaro that we are watching. Uh, Senator... Bernie Sanders, the burn, feel the burn, who co-sponsored the resolution with uh, Senator Tim Kaine of uh, Virginia, Democrat of Virginia, said, it is imperative that the U.S. Senate make it clear through this resolution that we support democracy in Brazil. It would be unacceptable for the United States to recognize a government that can that came to power undemocratically, and it would send a horrific message to the entire world. Sanders added, it is important for the people of Brazil to know we're on their side, on the side of democracy. With passage of this resolution, we are sending that message. The resolution, which passed by unanimous consent, notes efforts to incite political uh, violence and encourage the armed forces of Brazil to intervene in the conduct of the electoral processes, as well as to question or subvert the democratic and electoral institutions of Brazil. Um, they, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Bolsonaro, well, at least uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Senate said it should not. Bolsonaro 
has warned he may not accept the results of the election in the likely event he loses. Polls show former Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva of the Workers' Party leading Bolsonaro by 15 to 20 points heading into Sunday's first-round presidential election. If da Silva gets more than 50% of the vote, there will be no second round. During a speech on September 7th, Bolsonaro said, Only God will remove me. So, we are watching and we'll know more next week right after the election. Uh, Vice President Harris went from Japan to South Korea after uh, Abe, Abe's uh, state funeral in Japan. Uh, she arrived in Seoul today, hours after North Korea fired two short-range ballistic missiles into the sea. Yes, that's right. Kim Jong-un had to show his missile when a female vice president showed up. He's just a disgusting individual. While there, Harris visited the demilitarized zone, the DMZ, uh, which has divided the peninsula since uh, uh, the 1950-53 Korean uh, War ended. Anybody watch MASH? That that took place during the Korean War, War, right? MASH, the TV show, which lasted, like, what, what did it last, nine seasons? Did it last nine seasons or more? I forget. But the Korean War was only three seasons. Uh, three, uh, three years. But MASH was so good, it lasted nine years. Anyway, uh, Harris looked through binoculars uh, as a South Korean colonel pointed out military installations on the southern side. An American colonel uh, then pointed out some of the defenses along the military demarcation line, which marks the boundary between the two Koreas, including barbed wire, wire fences, and mines. Harris said, it's so close. Thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) It's a two and a half mile DMZ uh, in a meeting in Seoul with the South Korean president, uh, Yoon Suk-yeol, uh, uh, Harris praised the alliance between the two countries, saying uh, South Korea, uh, 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 describing South Korea as a linchpin of security and prosperity. I'm here to reinforce the strength of our alliance and strengthen our work together. Uh, speculation is uh, building that uh, North Korea. Uh, is preparing to detonate a nuclear device in what would be its seventh nuclear test since 2006. Pyongyang claimed that its most recent test in 2017 involved its most powerful weapon to date. From what I've heard from intelligence reports, North Korea is digging a tunnel where it will test the nuke, or it probably finished digging. Uh, This week, the South Korean uh, spy agency said North Korea appeared to have completed a third tunnel at its... uh, Panjiri nuclear site as part of preparation for a test, according to South Korean M- uh, um, MP who attended a closed door briefing um, by the National Intelligence Service. Uh, South Korean MP, uh, uh, member of parliament, I believe that's, that's what that means. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Many times I've said, Trump needs to STFU. He keeps saying stupid things and then has to bail himself out. Well, other people have to bail him out. Uh, Tomorrow is the deadline. Judge Raymond Deary has given Trump and his lawyers until tomorrow to declare in court 
whether the Justice Department's inventory from the search is accurate. And you know that the Department of Justice has more proof about the documents, and you know Trump doesn't want to declare anything in court. If he declares that the Department of Justice inventory is accurate, he's admitting to crimes. If he states that it isn't accurate, he runs the risk of adding perjury to his crimes. He is screwed any way you look at it. The request declaration would force the former president to go on the record in court about his suggestion that the FBI may have planted evidence during the search on August 8th. Trump's objection to the request for the declaration was made public last night in a court filing from his lawyers after the Justice Department discussed his opposition vaguely in public submission to the U.S. District Judge Raymond Deary. In the newly public filing, which was a letter sent privately to Deary on Sunday, Trump said he had to object to the requirement because the special master's case management plan exceeds the grant of authority from the district court on this issue. Trump's team argued the court order appointing Deary made mention only of a declaration from a government official verifying the Justice Department's search inventory and that there was no such reference to the declaration from the Trump side. Trump said, additionally, the plaintiff currently has no means of accessing the documents bearing classification markings, which would be necessary to complete any such certification by September 30th, the currently proposed date of completion. Trump's team also claimed that Deary is exceeding his authority by asking that the documents from the search be logged in uh, categories more specific than what U.S. uh, District Judge Aileen Cannon contemplated in her appointment order. Remember, Trump requested this judge and is now complaining because this judge is being thorough and accurate. Trump's team told the special master that documents from the search amount to 200,000 pages of material. Now, I will say 200,000 pages of material isn't all top secret, okay? Uh, The amount of material seized has not grown significantly since uh, prosecutors first worked through it on the day of the search, but the Trump team now grasping the number of pages within each document is alarmed at how quickly they'll have to work through the collection. Three of Trump's lawyers wrote in a letter dearly that the Trump team wants extra time to work through the large volumes of documents after they had been characterized earlier as 11,000 items or documents by the Justice Department. To which, you know, Deary is going to say that Trump will need to hire more qualified people. In other words, tough noogies. Uh, That's the official term, tough noogies. Uh, Deary suggested that Trump hire a company to digitize the documents so they can be gone through easily. The problem is, Trump is well known for screwing people over on pay. Earlier this week, the department said... In a court filing that Trump's team had indicated the data hosting companies didn't want to work with Trump. Uh, I, I, I think it was because it was an insurmountable task because of the security involved. But I would say they could use that as an, as an excuse not to work with Trump. <laughs> Trump also complained that attorneys working on the investigation may have been exposed to a small number of confidential attorney-client commun- uh, communications before either of uh, the department or the filter team or the special master could review them. To all this I say, 
Maybe you shouldn't have violated federal law. This could have all been avoided. And I can't wait to see you in prison. I'll send you a letter in prison. I wonder where he'll, they'll send him. Will it be in Florida? What, which federal prison will he go to? I should, send a, I should send a letter ahead of time. That's what I'm going to do to whatever prison I think he's going to end up. Okay. We have to look at the gaffe. Uh, Biden had a gaffe in a speech yesterday. Remember uh, that Republican congresswoman who died in a car accident last month, uh, which they found it was, well, the fault of, of her driver or her, whoever was driving. Indiana Republican uh, Representative Jackie Walorski had worked on legislation. Uh, first, I should mention that Richard Nixon had a uh, hunger conference about 50 years ago, 1969, I believe. And that's how we got school lunches and food assistance. It was a massive uh, positive change from a Republican, a Republican who really got in trouble. Uh, Biden also wanted to tackle hunger and nutrition and health. At the event, the White House's uh, first hunger conference since 1969, Biden took a moment during his remarks to credit a list of bipartisan elected officials. All of the officials he listed were behind a bill establishing yesterday's conference, and the late Indiana Republican Representative uh, Jackie Walorski was a co-sponsor. The Congresswoman was the co-chair of the House Hunger Caucus. Biden said, I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan uh, uh, here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative McGovern, um, uh, Senator uh, Braun, Senator Cory Booker, Representative Jackie. Are, are you here? Where's Jackie? I think she wasn't going to be here to help make this a reality. Uh, okay. I mean, there are 435 members uh, of Congress, of uh, the House, and it is hard to keep track of every single one of them, but Biden's people should have reminded him. I mean, seriously, he's got a lot on his mind. Uh, when asked by reporters um, about the comment later yesterday, um, White House Press Secretary uh, Karine Jean-Pierre uh, said Biden was in fact referencing Walorski. Jean-Pierre said... Uh, the president was naming the congressional champions on the issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had already planned to welcome the congresswoman's family to the White House on Friday. There will be a bill signing tomorrow uh, in, in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, this is what she's saying. So, of course, she was on his mind. She was on top of the mind for the president. He very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with her family when he sees her family this coming Friday. Uh, which really didn't address the gaffe. And I, and I think they're all just wishing it to go away. Uh, Biden had issued a statement upon her death uh, saying that both he and uh, First Lady Jill Biden were shocked and saddened by her passing. Uh, the White House also flew flags at half-staff. In honor. Uh, so uh, I'm sure Fox News will talk about this gaffe for the next three weeks. So you can watch them if you want to talk about it. Oh man, now it's on. <laughs> She's back, baby. Billionaire philanthropist Mackenzie Scott has filed for divorce from her second husband, Dan 
Jewett. According to the court's clerk office, she filed the papers in King County Superior Court in Washington State on Monday. So there's still a chance for me. Who knows? Maybe she'll call. You know, hey, call me. Call me. Let's have a date. Let's go out. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Sorry about the slam banging there. Uh, I really appreciate you. Bring someone with you if you can tomorrow or today. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe you want to send me a, a, a story or um, send uh, sick your um, right-wing friends after me to argue. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.